everybody. How's everyone doing? You are listening to the wonderful ladies of the She Works podcast. I am one of your hosts and you can reach me at Nita Works on Twitter as always. I think I did see two two new li- two new followers, so I'm good with that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, this is Akima. You can follow me at Princess Akima on all social media platforms now including YouTube. Hey, hey. All right. You're doing big yeah, things in, this, awesome. in, in these COVID streets now. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. It's Danita. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Danita Platt. All right. So today we are here, um, you know, still in, still in this quarantine, still making the best of, you know, what we can make it, how we can make it, how we making it through. So, um, but, you know, if you need something to do, you guys can always catch up on all of our <laughs> previous Absolutely. episodes. Exactly. I've been listening to them. You can, yeah. I've gone back it. to listen to a lot of them as well. I'm like, man, we was, we was hitting mm-hmm. it on a couple of these topics. Y'all need to check <laughs> it out. So you guys, you guys can go check us out on all your uh, major listening platforms. And you can always check us out on divemedia.co. Um, and if you want to support the work that we're doing here at Dive Media with the She Works podcast, we have a ton of other podcasts. Um, you can definitely sign up to be one of our Patreons. So we appreciate all the love. Check us out on social media on Instagram. This is Dive Media. Um, and so we're just going to jump right in today. So I think, you know, we were just having a little pre-discussion about how we as women here um, of course, you know, the name of our podcast is She Works because she always be working, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think but, but always, always between between all of us, I think we have maybe 18 jobs um, that we consistently do, right. yeah, that we consistently do every day. But today we wanted to just sit back and talk a little bit about how we balance it all, because, you know, as as Gen X woman. Um, even if you're in the baby boomer stage or even if you're a millennial. So we're not going to discriminate here on based on what genre, genre you were born. But, you know, we have many roles that we take on. So you you are your own self, right? You're your own woman. You got to make sure that you're OK. Um, but, you know, if you're married, you're taking care of your husband or you're if you have children, you take care of your family. Um, but I find that in this in this generation that we're in. Um, the Gen X generation, we're starting to see a lot of roles reversed um, and we are doing a lot more caretaking with neighbors and um, parents and other relatives, you know, who are a little bit older who are now coming to us for not, not all the time. Cause sometimes, you know, it can, it can be mishandled if you don't have a mature uh, person doing the caregiving, but you know, when you got to make that switch where you're no longer the child, but you're more like the yeah. adult mm-hmm. child advisor to the parent. Cause you know, you can never really parent. I like parents, the word. Right. Yeah. 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 You're an adult. No, you child cannot. Advisor. I like that. The advisor. <laughs> you can never really parent your parent or parent an elderly, uh, elderly uh, neighbor or someone who you're just helping out. Um, but you know, I've just find, you know, the more people I talk to that, you know, we're seeing it more and more and more. And so um, I really just thought about, my own mom, who is um, down in the sunshine state of sunny Florida. Um, and I know with this uh, pandemic and being completely isolated from everyone, you know, she has definitely talked about how it has exposed like just being very lonely. You know, she's a very extrovert. So, you know, extroverts really need to be around people. Right. And she's yeah. an extrovert extrovert. 
<laughs> you know how you can have someone that can be both? Like, I think I can do both. Um, but like when I'm in my house, I'm not as extroverted as when I'm outside. Um, but she was really just sharing with me how not being able to see people, touch people, you can't hug people. And I think virtually we we have been trying to do the best that we can sure. fulfilling yeah. those roles, but it's not the same thing is, is a tangible uh, touch or a hug or just physically being in proximity with people. And, and listen, guys, uh, for all our listeners, we're not getting into what you believe about this pandemic. Um, it, that's another podcast, but not on this show. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there are many conspiracy theories out here. Listen, we're we're a people of faith and we are people who um, consult the Lord about life, what we do, when we move, how we do it. So from that perspective, you know, we want to just make sure people are being safe. But, you know, I really thought about how it's so important to make sure that we as caregivers have have time to take care of us because you're being pulled in mommy mode, wifey mode, daughter mode, um, helping my neighbor out mode, you know, just you're pulled in so many, you have in-laws, right? You, we, you know, got to check on them to make sure they're okay. So I really just thought that, you know, today's topic could really just be one that's a little more sober. We, we, we do like to cut up a little bit, right? We cut up <laughs> just in about every episode. But I think what's happening is, you know, there's a lot of sobriety right now because there's so much downtime. There's not a lot of a lot of stimulation, like entertainment wise. There's a lot of time to ponder, think, you know, <laughs> you know, just it's a lot of time. You have nothing but time. Um, but I think just realizing that. Um, you know, having a, a, a sober mind to kind of just really see and check on people, giving people calls. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, you know, Miss Neighbor, how can I help you? You know, you need, do you, are you in need of something? Like if I go out to the store, maybe you have a neighbor that doesn't want to go out to the store, but hey, you can pick up an extra couple of cases of ginger ale or, you know, things like that, or, you know, whatever, whatever it is they need. So I just, you know, what do you guys, what, what, are, what are your thoughts about just caregiving in general? Like, you know, have you had to do it before? You know, we know it's tough. We know it's difficult. But how are you balancing, you know, just the sanity of all of the things that we do as women, you know, in this current generation and what we have to put our hands to? So when you say how are we balancing it, that's the assumption that we are balancing it. So um... <laughs> <laughs> that's true, you know, too. That's true, too. I, I want to answer that question. But when I was listening to you talk, Shanita, I was really thinking about like, how a lot of us don't anticipate having to be a caregiver. And I feel Mm. like what, and you were mentioning like the quiet time, the solace, the not being as busy right now. And so if that role is happening upon you and we're in the middle of all of our quarantining, I think our mindset towards it's a little different versus if you were ripping and running and daycare and the nine to five and hitting the gym after work and doing all these things. And then something happens, something like is alarming. I think we've already hit our alarming. So it's like almost anything else that comes right now isn't going to be as big as that same thing. So I was like, I feel like trying to balance it now, not that it's going to be easy or perfect, but I feel like our minds are in somewhat of a different place because like we've already had this huge thing that hit us in 2020. And it's like, 2020, what else you got? Because nothing else is going to hit. I don't like know. This thing. Them, them killer well, hornets are coming in. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the cicadas are coming and back the, too. See, I said it's going to be a sober <laughs> episode. Now here I'm already cutting up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I remember the cicadas and I'm not ready for them. So no. So I was thinking about that. So when I think about balancing, I'm just like, well, you know, I'm like, I've been working on that. I've been working on other things. So as that 
components coming up, I think one of the first things that was important to me or is important to me, not even was, is making sure that because I am a wife, so I'm not a mother and um, I am still a daughter and a daughter-in-law, but one of the most important relationships to me is that of the one that I have with my husband. And so when I think about balancing things out, I always try to make sure that he and I are succinct because truth be told, I feel like if we're on the same page and everything else or other relationships or other responsibilities get out of whack or they get overwhelming or whatever that thing might be, I feel like, um, I feel like if he and I are on the same page, like I can get through these other pieces together. So that's one of the things that I'm very intentional about because I think when you start giving like so much of your like mental and emotional and physical energy to others and that relationship starts to suffer, it can become in, I won't say, I I know all things are possible, right? right? But it can become harder for it to be repairable. So I've tried to be really intentional on my relationship with my spouse even as I'm giving, like, let me check in over here. Are we still good? Even though this thing is pulling me left, this thing is pulling me right. How are we doing over here? Because, you know, um, I don't know. That's the, that's just the first thing that comes to mind for me when I think about trying to balance things out is making sure that he and I are still succinct and don't get lost in the responsibilities. No, I, I wanted to read the definition of balance. You know, I just went and pulled a Google definition Um, And I'm going to read two of them, but it says an even distribution of weight, enabling someone or something to remain upright and steady. So again, even distribution of weight is what stood out to me. And the second definition is said a condition in which different elements are equal or in the correct proportions. And as I'm reading the definition, I realize I don't agree with it. Right, I can hear, <laughs> I can hear my husband. How are you not going to agree with the official Webster's di- dictionary? Um, because I believe that um, it's it's almost impossible to have correct proportions consistently every day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year on all of the roles. I think there are seasons where you give more attention because if your marriage is in shambles, right? If you're struggling with communication or intimacy issues or money issues, right? You have to spend more time in that, in that particular genre to correct and, you know, you know, bring those deficiencies, you know, up, up to accommodation, so to speak. So, absolutely. so I don't believe that you can have um, equal proportion an even distribution all the time. I I don't believe it's possible because there are times like right now, my daughter's entering into high school and we have three children. And while it is important to show them all equal love, equal attention, (laughs) equal everything, right? Because, you know, when you have... When you have multiple kids, the the thing is, oh, that's your favorite, or he's your favorite, she's your favorite, and you have to constantly hold on. Who's your favorite? You can tell me. I don't have no favorite. <laughs> they all get on my nerves most of the time. No I'm kidding. I love my kids, but I really don't. I don't have no favorites. They all have things that I love about them, and all they all have things that I don't really like about their personalities. You know, and different traits, and those are the things that we're working to kind of get them subjected to the Lord, right? Absolutely. But as her entering into high school, she's going into a new program this fall. Um, it's not a homeschool program, right? And so she's only ever been homeschooled. So we are actually devoting a lot more time and attention to 
checking in with her about her emotions, her feelings, um, trying to give her a little bit more one-on-one time. She is the oldest. So, you know, we're starting to give her a little, little more older child privileges and things like that. So, but I can't do that. And for the sake of, oh, I want them to all know that I love them equally. So everything I do for her after two hours, I got to come and do for this one. And then two hours, that, that's not possible. We would run ourselves ragged trying to have proportional balance, correct balance. So where it's all levied, but I do believe in seasons where it's her turn. And after a year or so of her adjusting, and then my son is kind of finishing his last year of middle school, we'll in turn do the same thing with him. And so one of the things that my husband, you know, typically encourages me is I say sometimes with that third child or your last child, however many you have, it's kind of like, Oh, they don't get as much as me as I was able to do. You know, sometimes there's a little mom guilt with my last one because there are things that I know that I was consistently doing with the other two because they were so close in age that I'm just not able to do with her. Right. And so he's like, but you have to remember the oldest was here and she had all of your undivided attention for a number of years. And then the second one came. And so the third one is getting, you know, not maybe not more quantity, but she's getting more quality. And he's like, that's what you have to kind of keep in perspective. And so it helped me realize I don't have to balance my mom role with all three at the same time every day of the week. That's just, and I think when we think of balance, that's what we typically think. Cause guess what? That's what the definition said, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm here to tell you, I don't agree. I don't don't agree with it. I think there are seasons where you do have to pour into more. Like now we're talking about a pandemic and it's a lot of isolation. There's a lot of people who are lonely, who don't live with partners or spouses or children or roommates and you live completely alone. And so you have to try to reach out. So, you know, I know, I know personally I'm spending a lot more time engaging with my mother virtually on the phone just to check in with her because she's by herself. Um, you know, she doesn't live with any adult children or, you know, things like of that nature. Um, and so it's like, okay, so for that season, this is where I got to pour some attention. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I don't agree with that definition. Sorry, uh, Webster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Webster, take the veil. Um, I, yeah, I, so it came up, something you said really jumped out in me in terms of feeling that feeling of sort of being like a caught off guard caregiver. Like you didn't really realize that you were until you're looking up and you're trying to keep up with, you know, what is going on with Nana on over there on the other side right. of town? How's she doing? How's she making it? You know, um, checking in with neighbors and all that. And so I think I will say that um, my experience has sort of been sort of this uh, like feeling of like so much engagement, like on the front end of dealing with. Yes the pandemic and being home so much and getting so many zoom calls, so many text messages. Like, um, right now my family has a group text message, which might sound like duh to anyone else, (laughs) but in my family, it's very strange because my siblings are so much older than me. So my, my brothers are, they were in high school when I came along. Mm. So headed to college. So they're much older than me. So we don't have a traditional sibling relationship. Right. Um, And so now I'm getting like text messages, like group text messages, like constantly. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, (laughs) y'all. Like, okay. You know, like pictures of like breakfast, you know, plates. And I'm like, what? You know. (laughs) That's only for Facebook. (laughs) Exactly. 
And it's just all this. And plus, they're older, so they're not posting. My, my siblings are not posting to Facebook. Mm. They are sending text messages. You know what I mean? So it's like that thread of like um, GIFs, mm-hmm. you know, the, the you know. The you animated, know yeah, little animated about. things. GIFs animated bear with the mm-hmm. balloons and the heart and the good morning. You know, all of that. You know how it is when you're <laughs> in a text message thread with people who are much older than you. So it's like all this engagement, but at the same time, I feel like there's not enough engagement, if that makes sense. So it's like so much engagement, but it's not enough. So you almost feel like you have all these empty calories, if that makes sense. Yep, makes perfect sense. And I know all about empty calories. (laughs) (laughs) During the Um, (laughs) quarantine. So it's almost like not, you're getting all of this input but there's not very much nutritional mm-hmm. like density mm-hmm. there's not much nutrition to it so it doesn't mean that people don't care and all that but there is just something there is just something different about it so I have found the balancing act to be like I'm over engaged with at home with the kids and my husband because he's on two days off two days with his work schedule I'm used to him being at work for six days. So, you know what I mean? So he's home for two days, just home long enough to throw us off our schedule and then back to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And back at it. And then back home again to ask me why I didn't do such and such with the two days that he was gone. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just been almost like this very interesting, too much engagement as a caregiver, not enough engagement. So I kind of found myself like, I told the kids recently, normally we are literally together all the time, but there's something about this where I'm like, boys, there's no escape. There's no escape. Really? And I had to say, because I normally I normally sit downstairs in the living room, you know, and do my other work while the kids are, you know, finishing up their schoolwork and we have lunch and blah, 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 and we kick around and we're just literally in each other's face. Um, I said, I have to go upstairs because I noticed something. My husband comes home from work, says his hellos, hugs everybody and, you know, all that. Look, And then he will go somewhere <laughs> and decompress. He will go decompress. And be gone. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how you call, how do you just smooth slide the steps like that? It's at the door. Uh-huh. I'm like making dinner and getting the kid. And, you know, and we have teenagers, but I am still... And somebody lied to me at some point and told me that this would end when they <laughs> when they got into double digits. So I have no but hope. No. There's no hope for me then, Denise. There's, There's no, no hope. hope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. I, I really don't. I think it's really good that you are talking about your immediate family. And I know we're talking about a balancing act, but I think it's really good, Denise, that you're talking about your immediate family and using the word caregiver, because I don't think that people in their immediate home with their immediate family and that immediate little nucleus. I know she need to use that word a lot. Um, Yeah. Your nucleus. Mm -hmm. We don't use the word caregiver because it's just like, Oh, I'm obligated to these people. This is just what we do. But when we think about caregiving, I've always heard that term kind of reserved for that aging parent or, you know, that Mm -hmm. emergency that's happened. And then when we think about caregiving, we think about how much it takes out of us as an individual, but we don't use that word caregiver with our immediate families, but, that immediate family is also taking a lot out of you. So we're trying to balance all this out. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just excited. And I hope that anyone else that's listening to this is also like, man, I actually am already a in that role of a mm-hmm. caregiver. Yeah. I thought that was really good. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, and and to that end, Akima, it, it, I think that I came to that realization just during this time mm-hmm. of like, I found myself so stressed. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not doing well. Like, I'm sending SOS text messages. <laughs> like, I'm not doing well. I'm going down. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and I'm just like, I have to do something because I'm not just, I'm not, there's something else. There's another layer here on top of everything that I'm already doing. I'm checking in with the kids. They're stressed and feeling some kind of way because they can't see their friends. Right. You know, they have to, facilitate their relationships on zoom or on house party um they used to go into um co-op and then going to youth group mm-hmm. and going around the corner and riding bikes and going over to the park and all this they're not able to do that and so um and then you know then some friends are going over to places and i'm like i don't know why you little such and such over wherever <laughs> is going where they're going I'm and, not they and they don't have a mask on <laughs> And they don't have a mask on. I don't know what they're doing, but I'm not there. My UK go. Right. So um, it has been very, very interesting. And and looking at that, like looking at that idea of sort of caregiving and and thinking about how I'm engaging as a caregiver and trying to, like you said, she needed, balancing act, mm-hmm. which is probably why the word act is at the end of it. <laughs> Wait a because minute. it's an act. It is an act. <laughs> It is. It's you can't. It's, it's once you pull back the curtains, you know, you see all the bells and whistles and stuff. You're like, oh, okay, so this isn't really happening anyway. Right. I'm not ever really achieving balance anyway. So let nope. me get some place to sit down. Right. I have a question. You know. Mm-hmm. And this is for either one of you all. Just again, just as we're talking, different things are coming to my mind. So Danita said that she is sending out SOS messages. Who? Are you sending that message to? And the reason why I'm asking that question is, is that as I think about it, I'm not sure who will get my SOS because I am the SOS receiver for most of my relationships. Girl, you, know? you about um, to open up a whole nother <laughs> episode right here with that. <laughs> of caretaking, of, of caretaking, right? Uh, like right. I am the one that people come to when they have a need. So I'm like, who? And do they have the capacity for one more like right. can I facilitate a relationship with your <laughs> SOS recipient I'm no I'm I'm so serious and I mean names or no names I'm just like who is getting my SOS like I will just like kind of suffer in silence when I'm trying when about yeah. when I can know when all the plates hit the floor and they do sometimes or you're trying to like I could my first job in life was a waitress so they teach you how to stack all the plates on your arms so that you can get things done quicker mm-hmm. but that's actually real life because you're taught to balance all these things and then I'm like all the place hit the floor. I don't know who I'm asking to help me come clean this up. So I was just curious. Um, I was just curious, like for either one of y'all, who was getting your SOS text message? Well, um, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I told y'all when you have to start a, a response with the sire like that, you know, it's going to be long. Um, that is a really good question, Akima. Really good question. And I'll be very candid. I don't think... And this is just me. And it could be completely my assumptions. I know there are people who would typically say, of course, you know, like your immediate family. Oh, you can call on me. I'm here. But I don't really believe that there is there is um, because a lot of people I am their SOS. I'm constantly saving their souls. Right. I'm constantly providing (laughs) wisdom. I'm constantly providing advice. I'm constantly trying to navigate uh, family disputes. I'm constantly trying to navigate co-op 
issue management, leadership disputes, mm-hmm. you know, constantly. I am when the other people drop the plates, I am the one typically that people will call. And so whether I feel like they can handle if I call it SOS, that's my assumption. That's not on them. That's on me. But it's not even kind of breaded in my DNA anymore to reach out to human beings <laughs> for that. Right. It's like, Lord, I am feeling overwhelmed. I am feeling completely at wit's end. I am co- like all the plates are teetering, the gravy spilling, the hash browns are going right. It's everything is falling out of the plate. Shout out to the hash browns though. That was definitely <laughs> right. Everything. Y'all already know who I work for if I was carrying a side of hash browns. <laughs> right. So everything is falling over. I'm not even trained anymore to pick up necessarily and call a person. Initially, I'm like, Lord, that is who I typically call on. And I know it yeah. may seem like a religious cliche. And, and trust me, for those that know me, you know, I'm not this just cultural Christian. I am a live it out, pious, devoted. This is who I am. My kids don't see anything different. They don't see a different mom on Sunday than they do uh, Monday through Saturday. I'm the same person. So, you know, just years and years of ministry training is like, no, who do, who is your help? My help comes from the Lord. My help don't come from necessarily um, family or friends. Now that doesn't mean that you can't pick up the phone and just vent. That's different because I do have girlfriends and, you know, I've been to my mom or girlfriends or whoever, um, and, or my husband, I'll vent. Sometimes I'll vent to the kids. If I feel like they can handle it, I'll be like, can y'all? and I remember one time, I don't know what I was talking about, but I was venting to them and I was like, I'm sorry, y'all. That was way more information than y'all can probably handle than what you need. <laughs> and they were just like, yeah, we were just kind of like, Oh, okay. Mom. <laughs> like, so, um, because at the end of the day, it's the Lord who is omnipotent, right? He knows all he sees all he knows the end from the beginning. So why go through all the middle people, right? Because they they can't carry what you carry. I can't carry what Danita carries. I can't carry what Akima carries. You know who can carry it? The Lord. So why not, (laughs) you know, put that SOS out to, you know, your heavenly father to say, hey, how am I going to go about dealing with this? You know, but venting, you know, that's different. You need need people in your life that you can just vent and cackle. Before we did our show today, we just kind of had a catching up session because we're not in the studio um, in person. And so we just kind of spent the first hour or so just checking in. Hey, what's been going on with you? How how are you doing? That, I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about when you are about to jump off the cliff, who are the people that you're calling? Akima, to answer that question, the long roundabout way, I have Uh to call on the Lord because I, he Uh is the only one that I am confident in that is going to get me to where I need to be next. Because I feel like the way the Lord has equipped me, I handle a lot. I can handle a lot, but when I get to shaky ground, I don't feel like there's a lot of people that can handle it with me. So I have to go to the Lord. I mean, I'll disclose to my husband. Sometimes he may give me advice. Sometimes it's just kind of like, he's just listening, just depending on what it is. But I feel like sometimes I feel like the Lord is the only one that can manage the parts of Shanita that Shanita can't manage. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? That makes sense. Thank you for that. So I don't know if you have another thought. I agree. No, Kim, were you getting ready to say something? No, I was was going to answer the question. (laughs) Right. She's Uh like, your turn. (laughs) No. Um, So I am... I am I am a believer in or I have found it to be very useful to compartmentalize my relationships. And what I mean by that is 
I'm not going to, I'm not going to go and turn a question that I have about homeschooling and go ask someone who's not a homeschooler. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call Shanita. Hey, Shanita, got a question about homeschooling. Losing my mind, pulling out my hair, what do I do? <laughs> um, because, and, and that part of that is my personal, so um, I have learned in in doing like personality assessments and, and how to identify your personal values. One of my personal values, uh, I'll share three of them. One is autonomy. Mm-hmm. One is freedom. But the other one is wisdom. So I have equal importance in those three areas. I need autonomy. I need freedom. But I also need wisdom. So for me, I'm going to, me and God are going to end up making the final decision. Right? God, what do you think? Where, where are we at with it? But I really value being able to say, hey, Shanita, here's where I am. Am I tripping? And most of the time, that's how that text message starts off. <laughs> I need to know if I'm crazy. Tell me if I'm tripping. Tell me if I'm bugging right now. Because if I am, then, you know, okay, fine. But if I'm not, then I need to figure out how to manage and, like, and like work through that. Right. Um, but also, my personality type, I'm an IMA, um, INFP. Is that what I am? INFJ. Um, I'm an INFJ. So what that means is I'm an introvert, but the N there, um, the second letter is an N, which means intuitive, stands for intuitive. I am an introvert, but I, my intuition is, is extroverted. So I am um, introverted in my need to retain energy, but I have to be able to talk about my intuition. Mm-hmm. It's extroverted intuition. Um, and once I realized that, it was a game changer for me because I am introverted. You think she doesn't need to talk about anything because she's an introvert, but that's not true. I actually don't know what I think about it until I've talked about it. I'm not ready to talk about it until I'm ready to talk about it, Mm. but I don't know what I think until I have said it out loud to somebody. So many times my SOS is like, I need to hear myself say this and I need to also hear wisdom about it. Then I'm going to take all that, all that data Mm -hmm. And me and God are going to go over here and sit down and God's going to talk to me about all of this wisdom and all this stuff and we'll be able to take it from there. So I totally get feeling like as a caregiver, here you are again, because that's the point of Kimmy. You're saying my phone is ringing and, and I'm a caretaker and a caregiver, you know, on that end. But as a caretaker and caregiver, who do I turn to when I need to be, I need to be able to say, hey, I need some care, you know, because I just, I just firmly believe it's very difficult to be in, to be a long-term caregiver if we don't have some short-term stops in there to like, you know, and, and for you, Akima, it might not be that you need to talk about it out loud. Like I said, because, because that second letter in my personality type is extroverted intuition, mm-hmm. I have to be able to talk about it. So one of the things that I do is I have a secret social media account i know that sound i sound like crazy but seriously you got a finster. i don't follow anybody you got a finster girl you got a finster <laughs> that's what it's called your, I, fake right. Insta, your fake instagram right i i don't follow anybody and nobody follows me but for me there is something about sending out that thought into the ethos just sending it out there even though I know no one's reading it. <laughs> and and I know nobody's reading it. It's almost like it's almost like a diary. It's therapeutic. But right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one has access to it. Like I said, no one sees it. No, I, you know, but being able to just say it for me is so it, it it's necessary. I have to be able to have that. So I'll send an SOS to three people over here where I'm saying this is what I'm struggling with, and this is where I am, and I need wisdom about this, and they will share that with me. Um, and but no, I don't have. There is no one person, not even my husband, right? Who is the catch-all SOS. Right. You know? I think they may can see, like my husband, he will, you know, and that brings me to a thought. I was thinking as you were talking, I was still listening, but I was thinking that (laughs) people who are the SOS for multiple people, I don't know that we always realize even when we're in SOS mode. I really don't. Not all the time. Hello, somebody. Hello, I'd like to. (laughs) (laughs) And what, what I can say about my husband is that while I may not recognize I'm in SOS mode and call for his, you know, saving our souls, like, you know, help, he will recognize some things and be like, you know, I'm gonna take the kids, let you have a few hours to just kind of chill out, you know, and I'm like, okay. And I didn't even know that I needed it until he said, and I'm like, yes. And then when they come back three hours later, I'm like, no, they're back already. It's so soon. Right. So, so soon. So soon. So soon. Like, second movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm on a fourth uh, season of uh, Queen Sugar by now. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I think that's important to know too, for, you know, our strong, you know, mamas and sisters and daughters and, you know, girlfriends to just kind of bury, sorry, you carry the load of caretaking for so many people in your nucleus and then external, you know, family members as well is that you may not always recognize when you're needing the help, when you're needing to kind of make those calls. So that's important to kind of, you know, be mindful. And so for those listening and you see people, you know, balancing too much, offer to help, you know, how can I take something off your plate or how can I, you know, do this? Like one day I think, um, something was going on and you guys know that I have a, a little Etsy store where I'm selling some, you know, non-toxic products. Right. And so it was, and just, you all can go check that out. Thanks. And you all can go <laughs> check that out on my Etsy store that she oils. There you go. Cause she works and she oils, right. She teaches, <laughs> she do a whole lot, but it was just so many, um, um, you know, Etsy gives you just like eBay, a little cha-ching every time someone makes a purchase. And I kid <laughs> you not, it was like I was in the middle of cooking, doing some negotiating. I was preparing for an interview, just doing a whole bunch of stuff. And I kid you not, it was like four or five cha-chings within a matter of like an hour, hour and a half. I had made a post. Obviously, of course, you know, you could tell when you put it out there and make that post and, you know, it's circulating. And so I was just kind of like, so I had printed out one label, packaged it up, then print out another one. And like when the other two or three came in, even my daughter was like mom can you just email me the label I will print it out and package it up and so her and I had, we had never gone through like our little formal assembly line of how I package it and what I wrapped a little bow and a little bubble wrap and so when she wrapped them up and I have this little station where I have all of my packages to, to send to the post office I said oh um, did you Destiny, did you she's like yes I put them in the little cellophane yes I put the bow around it <laughs> yes I put the invoice in there and I was just like Man, so that was an example where I think she recognized I I was in an SOS mode even when I didn't realize it, and yeah. did, and stepped right in. So I think that's yeah. that's important to notate too. So that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Well, so moving yeah, moving yeah. forward, balancing. Um, what 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 advice would you give our listeners about balancing all of the things that they have to get done in a day? And we can each take a turn. I'll go last. <laughs> all right, I'm trying. I'm looking for the advice on how to do. 
no, 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 no. I mean, Tell okay, so once you get it. <laughs> yes, CC me. Like me on that post. right. CC me. <laughs> you can CC me. BCC, CC, hey, CC at whatever. Me on that one. At me oh, on that God. one. At me. <laughs> That's the one I want you to at me at. At me on that one, please. Thank oh you. God. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Um, there's so many things I could say. Okay, so I'm gonna just share a few so we can wrap this up. Uh, one, I think I just want to echo what you said. Finding out when you're at your I can't balance moment you know I think when you said that I was just I started to think about the things that are hmm what are my oh you got to your wits end I started thinking about things like isolation I started to think about withdrawing because I'm not necessarily extroverted or introverted I'm somewhere in between but when I pull away and I'm just like can't be found and that's not me because I don't hide from anybody I don't have anything to hide my life is pretty open Mm -hmm. to those who I have relationship with so if I'm hiding Hello, people who know me. If I am hiding, then I am probably at my SOS mode, but I'm sending like real faint smoke signals. You know, I'm not intentional about asking for help. I also started thinking about prioritizing and how that could probably help because I think when balancing, we don't have to do all the things all the time. I think balance can also be inclusive of this is what I need to do now. And that's what I could do later. You know what I mean? And just realizing that, like, I don't have to carry all these things because, like, who wants to drop all the plates on the floor when I can successfully? And again, just using that whole waitress example, because I remember when new waitresses would come into the restaurant and they would see us veterans carrying all the plates. They'd want to do it. And then when they drop the plates and then they would be so distraught and then the cook got to remake the food and they got to hurry up and they would create this anxiety where it's like, until you learn to carry all the plates, just double back. It's okay to grab two two. at one time. (laughs) Let's take two at one time and then go back and get the others or ask for help and we can walk your food with you. And so you'd have to teach new people how to do even asking for help. And then when they got comfortable, they could manage this balancing act. So I think prioritizing would be the other thing that I would say for myself. And I would also say for others. Right. No, that's good. Yeah. I I love all. Just go ahead and take all those notes right on down. Um, Because I have, I have found that, that that something about being in the midst of the of the pandemic and all of that um, and social isolating and all that has thrown off certain things for me. Um, and I'll say that what I think is going on is that the Holy Spirit. I'm a, Take it there since we want to talk about Jesus and the Lord. Amen. Yes, hallelujah. I think that <laughs> the Holy Spirit is going to prepare me for heading into whatever this new normal is, air quotes, um, to make sure that hedge against getting getting to that place of Kimber, which you just talked about, of trying to pick up plates, thinking that thinking that the plates are the same and my arm works the same Mm -hmm. and the floor is the same and the tables are where I left them and Mm -hmm. the plate weighs the same as always. Cause I had been able to manage all of this prior to, but going into this new space, just to keep that waitress analogy going when, when I was waitressing is like, if in fact we have a new dish, so to speak, that where the plate is different, you know, you have those like cast iron plates, Mm -hmm. it's like a sizzle plate and it's Mm -hmm. cast iron and all that. Those. Uh-uh. Don't do that to yourself. You're going to burn yourself or somebody else. <laughs> you carry two of those. You don't try to put six of those sizzling popping plates those right, intense, like intense down your things. arm. Yeah. Exactly. So as 
headed into this new space, I am, I find myself really, what I believe to be really led of God to just kind of slow down and say, before you jump back in thinking that the weight of what you were doing is the same and everything is going back to what it was, slow down before you hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Because you might have to just take two at a time when you're used to managing seven, eight, nine right. things because things are different. So until you kind of get past that learning curve, then go ahead and allow yourself to be a new learner. Allow yourself to be a new learner of where we're headed into instead of jumping in feeling like I'm an expert because I know exactly what I'm doing because I've right. done this already. Nope, none of us have done this. None of us. Yeah. What we're headed into, none of us have done it. You know what I mean? So I think that's that's what I really feel like is my little two cent there. Well, I mean, on that note, you might as well just drop the mic. Dude. Ain't, ain't nothing else left to be said. No. <laughs> Y'all said what you said. So I think, you know, just hearing all of those um, bits of advice is that, you know, we are definitely moving in a time where it is not very normal. And I don't know that we would ever go back to what we knew normal to be. And so the example that, um, you know, and and we'll close with this thought, you know, the times of flying prior to 9-11 versus times to flying post 9-11. There were a whole lot of changes implemented because of that very catastrophic, um, you know, event that occurred in our history. And here's another catastrophic event occurring right here in our history. And I don't know that things will go back to being the same. Um, And so to to further drive home Danita's point is that it used to be all regular plates of eggs going up and down the arm. Right. I could manage six plates of eggs on my arm because that's what it was post COVID-19, post this pandemic, you know, post all of this um, illness. But now and moving forward, um, it's all cast iron chicken enchiladas <laughs> sizzling skillets right <laughs> so you're right i would be a fool to try to put the same quantity of things in my plate knowing that things are different like you know right and we're gonna we're gonna do a show about you know our thoughts about the schools for next year and how that all takes place but you know just to kind of drive that point home that it's, it's definitely a new normal um and i think it's gonna be a it's like a new normal every day it's just very different And so I think as we continue to learn how to balance, it's, you know, important to try to identify when you need that SOS help. And for those, when you spot it in others, just go ahead and step in and just say, you know, maybe don't even say anything, just kind of take it away. So, you know, thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for coming and having a seat here at our table. So until next time, we will see you again. Peace out, guys. Bye, guys.